0: The trial of Kyle Rittenhouse going on up in Wisconsin did not go well yesterday for the prosecution. And you can tell it did not go well because they had to come back on their redirect and clean up a little bit of a mess. So what happened? Their star witness is a guy named Gage Grosskreutz. He is a volunteer medic. Volunteers for the Antifa folks. The uh, This was uh, summer of 2020. For the Black Lives Matter protests. He spent more than two months at various protests, providing medical services to people, and uh, he talked at great length about all of the training and how he worked as a as an EMT for about a year, and then he was a kayak instructor, and he's very close to getting his bachelor's in like outdoor adventuring or something like that, and so. Um, yeah, he went into great detail about a lot of these topics. It was completely unnecessary. I watched it, so you didn't have to. So um, we get to the point now where he's going through, um, he, he, he walks through his story, talks about how you know he, he had a, a gun with him, but he always carries his gun. He's a concealed carry permit holder, although his permit had lapsed, so he was actually unlawfully carrying. Regardless of your opinion about whether or not you should have to get a permit or not to conceal carry is irrelevant. The fact remains is that, that it is against the law. He was violating the law. He takes it to this protest. A riot breaks out. He hears uh, the gunshots. He's live streaming. He then uh, pursues Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old, who was running towards the police after he had been accosted by a fella by the name of... uh nuts. I've lost his name. Rosenbaum... Yeah, see, I've got a whole stack of stuff. Rosenbaum. See, I'm trying to keep all of the all of the characters. Yeah, here it is. Oh, wrong highlight color, Pete. Okay, Joseph Rosenbaum. Um, Joseph Rosenbaum was acting erratically, strangely. He was uh, suffering bipolar from bipolar, uh, and uh, doo, 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 what was the other one? Manic depression, I believe. He was on medications for bipolar disorder. Sorry, and depression, and had just been released from the hospital. So he's the guy with the plastic bag and he's got stuff in the plastic bag that he had just gotten upon discharge from the hospital. So literally just got out of the hospital, went downtown to the demonstration and then was getting belligerent with the quote unquote militia that had shown up to protect a gas station. Rosenbaum had stalked and chased uh, Kyle Rittenhouse after Rittenhouse had extinguished a dumpster fire. And apparently Rosenbaum did not appreciate that, because that's what Rosenbaum was trying to do. He was lighting fires and dumpsters in the middle of the street. He then chases Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse uh, shoots him and then runs towards the police line to try to get the cops. That's where Grosskreutz sees Rittenhouse. They, uh, he asks him, you know, did you shoot somebody who shot He then turns back towards the people screaming for a medic to help. He then turns away from the calls for help and pursues Rittenhouse, although he doesn't like the word chase, as you will hear, because now the defense attorney has his shot at him. The defense attorney's name is Corey Chirafisi, I think. Chirafisi? Chirafisi? Chirafisi. Something. Anyway, the defense attorney first shows Grosskreutz, The statement that he gave to police that night.
1: Toward the end of that large paragraph, you'd agree it says, sometime during the incident, my Gen 4 Glock 27 that had a belt clip attached fell off my waist. Correct? Correct. Okay. That's a lie, right? I wouldn't say that's a lie now. You didn't take the Glock out of your back here and run with it? I did. I did. So it didn't fall off your waist. It was in your hand. That's correct. So you would say that's not
0: a lie? No, I I would say it isn't. Okay, and you told that... So let's just stop for a second here. Here he is caught in a lie. He told police that his gun fell off his waistband. Because what actually happened, by the way, is that he had the gun in his hand and he pointed it at Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse shot Grosskreutz's arm, the arm he was holding the gun in, his right arm, exploding his bicep, and Grosskreutz goes to the ground, and the gun falls on the pavement there. Why would Grosskreutz tell the police that the gun fell out from his waistband? What is, why, what is the benefit of that lie? Think about it, right? You're telling the cops that the gun fell out of your waistband, so this way you don't have to tell the cops that you pointed it at Rittenhouse. Because if you pointed it at Rittenhouse, then he's well within his right to shoot you. Because you're pointing a gun at him, right? So he asked but he knows he doesn't have the gun anymore, because he's talking to the cops and the The gun fell from his hand because his hand like lost all feeling. The muscle, the muscles were all blown apart, so he couldn't hold the firearm any longer. So the firearm did, in fact, fall to the ground after Rittenhouse shot him in the arm. So he tells the cops this lie. And now in court, he's saying it's not a lie. Really, that's not a lie. Do you think this is going to sit well with the jury? If I'm on that jury, I'm like, that guy's a liar. I mean, first off, he's a communist, so they lie. But secondly, he's lying right now. He's trying to play these word games like he's smarter than everybody else. Multiple officers. Isn't that true? I don't know.
1: The next sentence. I told multiple officers that I dropped my firearm. Right? Correct. Okay. Now... You didn't drop your firearm. You were chasing Mr. Rittenhouse with your gun, right? He yes. Heard. You were chasing him with your gun. Yes. No. 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 You didn't chase him down Sheridan Road, pulling your gun, chasing after him. That's a lie. You're saying that didn't happen.
2: I'm not saying that it didn't happen, but I wasn't chasing the defendant.
1: You were running after him.
2: No.
0: No. No. Okay. You hear you hear what he's doing? Like, this is absurd. I pu- So he pulls the gun. This is all on video. He pulls the gun from his waistband, He's and he runs behind in pursuit of, in the general direction of Kyle Rittenhouse. I wasn't chasing him, though. I was just running towards this area that he happened to be running towards as well. This is what he's saying. Is this believable to you? Of course not. It's not believable. Of course not. And now he's trying to play these word games. Why? To cast himself in the best possible light. Because I suspect he knows that if he says, yes, I was chasing him with the gun drawn, <laughs> that that becomes very, very clearly an act of self-defense by Rittenhouse. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Going over some of the audio from yesterday's... Uh, trial at the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, in the the Kyle Rittenhouse trial he's on trial for uh, homicide and uh, for murder up in Wisconsin at this protest Joseph Rosenbaum was the one that uh, chased Rittenhouse threatening him and then uh, went for his gun and Rittenhouse shot Rosenbaum he then ran down the street he was then attacked by uh, several people one of whom kicked him After he had fallen to the ground, kicked him in the head, then Anthony Huber attacked him with a skateboard. Rittenhouse shot and killed Huber. And then Gage Grosskreutz, who was a volunteer medic, ran up onto Rittenhouse and stops at first. He pulls up, puts his hands up, but then lowers his gun and points it at Rittenhouse. That's on the video. Grosskreutz is the star witness now for the prosecution. Okay. The defense now is getting its chance to cross-examine him. And uh, first thing they did was walk through his police statement where they exposed the fact that he had lied about uh, whether or not he had a gun on him and what happened to it. At the time, he claimed that it fell out of his, uh, his waistband, but it did not. And interestingly enough, of all the things that Gage omits in his telling of the story to police, the one thing that is a constant omission is the fact that he was armed. Now, your original statement then
1: to the police was I tried telling the guy to stop hitting him with the skateboard. The guy on the ground then turned over, racked the weapon and pointed his gun at me and shot me, right? That is correct, yes. Okay. Um you omitted the idea. You omitted the fact that you ran up on him and had a Glock pistol in your hand, right? You left that out. Correct. Would you think in a case where you are shot, that providing the police information that you were actually possessing a firearm at the time would be relevant i
2: think that's fair yes
1: okay but you didn't think it was relevant to tell him that day correct
2: it's not that i didn't think it wasn't relevant um after the defendant had shot me i had just gotten out of surgery when the kenosha police officers had arrived and just gone through one of the most traumatic experiences in my life both emotionally and physically. i just gotten out of surgery. I would have just been sedated. I was on pain meds. It wouldn't have been a purposeful uh, omission.
1: You were asked at that same statement what you did for work, and you refused to answer that, right? That is correct. So you made a conscious decision to not answer that. That is correct. You weren't so drugged that you couldn't answer that question, right?
2: I refused because I was worried for my safety.
1: My point is that you had a thoughtful process not to answer that. True. That is correct. Which he basically you basically just confirmed Mr. again, Officer right there. Specifically, what Mr. Rittenhouse was wearing, correct? That is correct. You had a thoughtful process, even though you just got out of surgery and were drugged and whatever else was going on, which I understand. You were still able to answer all those questions to the best of your ability, and they were accurate, right? To the best of my ability, yes. Okay. So the fact that you failed to mention that you possessed a firearm when you were shot and that you dropped it, were those things that you forgot because of your medication?
2: I would say not only the medication but also uh, the traumatic experience that I would just gone through.
1: And you understand it's the only information that you appeared to have forgotten. <laughs> That
0: puts you with a gun directly in front of him. Right. That is correct. Yeah. It's the only piece of information. The one thing, the one thing that would change the entire uh, 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 picture here, right? The entire story would be that you had a firearm and pointed it at Rittenhouse. Changes the whole nature of the story. And that's the thing you exclude. And you not only exclude the fact that you had the gun, but you also told the cops on different occasions that you had dropped the pistol from your waistband and fallen out of your pants. Oh, did I mention this dude filed a lawsuit against the city of Kenosha for $10 million over this? And the disposition of this case will have an impact on the disposition of that case. So if Rittenhouse is convicted, that's going to improve Grosskreutz's chances of winning his, uh, his payout. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sure that would... No, the defense actually asked him about these very things. His lawyer was in the audience as well. So this is actually the first time that this guy has ever been asked these questions because he has refused to cooperate with cops in their investigation. The lawyer, yeah, I wonder why. Could it be that he's been breaking laws all over the place too? All right, but the the final cut that I have from this, or the second to final cut, this is the money clip. You're going to want to hear it. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. So prosecutors up in Wisconsin brought the surviving witness to the stand in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, only to watch him change his story and admit that he actually did draw his pistol on Rittenhouse before Rittenhouse fired at him. That is Ed Morrissey at HotAir.com. Here is the exchange. This is the one uh, where (laughs) the prosecution's case uh, kind of, sort of, actually fell all apart.
1: You are advancing on Mr. Rittenhouse who is seated on his butt, right? That is correct. You're moving forward and your right hand drops down with your gun. Your hands are no longer up and now they're the gun is pointed in the direction of Mr. Rittenhouse. Agree? I'll give you a, a picture. Maybe that'll help.
0: And he shows us so, the picture.
1: Um, Mr. Grosskirtz, I'm going to show you what has been marked as Exhibit 67. Uh, that's a photo of you, yes? Yes. Okay. Um, that's Mr. Rittenhouse? Correct. Okay. Now, you'd agree your firearm is pointed at Mr. Rittenhouse, correct? Yes. Whoops. Once your firearm is pointed at Mr. Rittenhouse, that's when he fires his gun. Yes? No. Sir, so, look, I don't want to... Does this look like right now your arm is being shot?
2: That looks like my bicep being vaporized, yes.
1: Okay. And it's being vaporized as you're pointing your gun directly at him. <laughs> yes? Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> when you it. were standing... Three to five feet from him with your arms up in the air, he never fired, right? Correct. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct.
0: And at this point, Rittenhouse looks down in the courtroom, looks down and covers his face. I'm not sure if he was suppressing a smile or an exhale or what. The defense attorney then, like, stopped for a good 30 to 45 seconds, kind of regrouping. I don't think they expected that guy to say yes, but he did. Yeah, it was bad. So bad, prosecutors ordered a clean up on aisle witness stand. At that moment in time, right before you got shot by the defendant, did
1: you feel there was an imminent danger that the defendant was going to kill you.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: When you were just demonstrating to us the way your right hand was holding the gun, however it was angled, my question for you is,
0: is that the way you hold and point a gun when you're going to shoot it? No. Right. Yeah, that's all nice, uh, but it doesn't matter. Completely irrelevant. Doesn't matter. You've got the video, you've got the still shots of the video, you've got the fact that Rittenhouse did not shoot you when you had your hands in the air. And then when you leveled the gun, when you brought it down, that's when he shot your arm with the gun in it. It doesn't matter if that's how you normally aim and fire. He doesn't know you, he doesn't know that. All he knows is you pointed a gun at his face. That's it. That's all that matters because if you're trying to prove self defense does a reasonable person think that they are about to suffer grave or even deadly harm in the circumstances Kyle Rittenhouse obviously does a reasonable person would anybody would you were just you were just stalked and accosted by a crazy man at a gas station in the middle of a riot Right. The guy who's trying to light garbage dumpsters on fire. You you extinguished that dumpster that he had lit on fire in an attempt to blow up a gas station or a uh, they keep calling it car source where you use car lot. You extinguish the fire. You then prompted his rage at you. He's chasing you follow. Well, he follows you. Then he chases you between a couple of cars tries to grab your gun. You shoot him. You then run down the street to try to get to the police. You're then pursued by a mob that's screaming, get him, get him, cranium him. You fall to the ground. Someone runs up and kicks you. Somebody else attacks you with a skateboard. And the third person you come in contact with after you shoot the skateboard attacker, the third person you see points a gun at your face from three feet away, yes, it is a reasonable conclusion that he is trying to kill you. That is self-defense. Now, should Rittenhouse have been there? Should he have had a firearm? He was under underage. Like all of these other questions, these can still be settled. But the question of whether or not it was self-defense, yeah, the prosecutor's star witness just made that case for them. Hey, heads up, a reminder, Thursday is Veterans Day, and uh, you can join WBT at the Carolina's Veterans Day Festival. It's at Truist Field, home of the Charlotte Knights. It's going to be 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. Vince is going to be out there. I'm going to be out there. We'll be broadcasting our shows live from the event, beginning at 10 a.m. with Vince's show, and uh, it's a family-friendly event. Doors open actually at 8.30, but the activities kick off at 9 a.m., and uh, they got inflatables. They got a bunch of uh, fitness events. Uh, Homer the Dragon's going to be there. And you can uh, browse a ton of veteran owned business booths, meet with representatives from uh, local uh, resource groups, uh, employee corporate uh, resource groups. And at noon, Bo Thompson's going to be there going to be emceeing the Presentation of Community Awards. So come on down and join us. We appreciate it. It's uh, the Carolina Veterans Day Festival from uh, 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. on Thursday at Truist Field. So upon cross-examination, defense law- lawyer Corey Chirafisi got Gage Grosskreutz. 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 I think I heard him say that. Grosskreutz. Grosskreutz. They got him to admit that he lied to cops on several occasions. Grosskreutz told officers shortly after the shooting that he dropped his firearm. That was not true um, because he just testified that he pulled it out while running. The defense got Grosskreutz to admit in court in the lawsuit that he has filed against the city of Kenosha. He's demanding $10 million for damages. He failed to mention that he was armed when he was shot by Rittenhouse in that lawsuit. (laughs) in the lawsuit he doesn't mention that uh he also said that it's not true that he chased after Rittenhouse even after he was shown a picture of him grabbing himself grabbing the handgun while running towards Rittenhouse even after being shown the photo he said he's not chasing Rittenhouse and he initially told police that he shouted at the skateboard attacker, Anthony Hubert, to stop hitting Rittenhouse with the skateboard, but actually, no, he didn't say that. And he acknowledged, quote, with the benefit of hindsight, that that was not true. (laughs) With the benefit of hindsight. Yeah. Um, Got this email from Joseph, who says, Pete, give Gage a break. Antifa are uh, are used to being defendants, where their national lawyers guild pro bono representation advises them not to say anything. That's true. That is true. They're usually told don't say anything and that's that's enough because the prosecutors usually just drop the charges. By the way, they caught somebody recording the jurors on video, but don't worry, judge old man and deputy doesn't understand tech made them delete it, quote unquote. And I bet you thought jury tampering was a crime. I know I did. Yeah, so that actually happened today too. Yeah. Uh, looks like somebody or a group of somebody's may not have much confidence in the prosecutors in Kenosha. In court this morning, Julio Rosas reports that the judge revealed surveillance on jurors as they boarded buses for the courtroom. The video got deleted by officers on scene, but the episode raises questions about potential juror intimidation. Somebody was videotaping the jurors as they were getting onto the bus this morning to come to court. Now, well, why would you be doing that? At least one person openly bragged about trying to publicly identify jurors in the trial. People in the courtroom have taken their pictures surreptitiously. Cortez Rice claimed in a video over the weekend with the clear implication that they would be doxed if they failed to deliver, quote, Justice. On Cortez Rice's terms. Who's Cortez Rice? Kenosha County Circuit Judge Bruce Schrader revealed at the start of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial that someone had filmed the jury at their bus pickup on Tuesday morning. This guy, Cortez Rice, is George Floyd's brother, I believe, or brother-in-law. That's the connection. Yeah. This seems like a problem. So now you're going to intimidate the jury into delivering a guilty verdict on Kyle Rittenhouse, who, as I understand it, shot and killed three white people. White kid killed three white people. And so now he has to be found guilty in order for black lives to matter? Is that the idea? So now the question um, is whether or not the defense even has to put on a defense. That's going to be the next question. Because usually what happens in all these trials, the prosecution makes its case. And the first thing that the defense does, even when they know they're not going to be successful in their attempt... The first thing that the defense tries is to uh, argue that the prosecution has not made its case. They have not proven beyond a reasonable doubt that this person is guilty, and so the whole thing should be thrown out. So that that is likely, I mean, that every trial I ever covered, that's what the defense does, and so I expect the defense to do it in this case, and it might actually work in this case. The judge might actually say, yeah, you guys didn't prove beyond a reasonable doubt and so there's no there's not even a reason to have a defense that could happen um now I'm not sure like if the judge does that I mean because there's got to be pressure on the judge now right if the judge is aware that this sort of thing has occurred with the jurors why do you think the judge I mean we know his name right it's it's got a nameplate right up there everybody knows it so is he going to be under pressure? Under Wisconsin law, by the way, you guys on the left that are uh, encouraging this sort of breakdown in the rule of law, you are really not going to like it when the right starts playing by these rules, too. You're really not going to like it. Under Wisconsin law, the legal test for self-defense is what was in Kyle Rittenhouse's mind at the moment when he shot and killed the two individuals and wounded the third. That's the key. It doesn't matter what was in Gage's mind whether he thought he was in fear for his life. That is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Heavy.com reports that it was widely and falsely reported on social media that Gage Cross I keep saying Cross, Grosskreutz that Gage Grosskreutz is a felon. That he was not legally entitled to possess a gun. That's not true. He is not a felon. He does, however, have a prior misdemeanor conviction for intoxicated use of a firearm in Wisconsin, and he received probation in that case from 2015. Also, he was accused of second offense drunk driving in January, but that case was dismissed on the prosecutor's motion. Gee, I wonder why. Grosskreutz has been affiliated with the People's Revolution protest group, according to the Chicago Sun-Times. That group was involved in the physical attack of a police officer named Joseph Mensah at his girlfriend's home in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, I assume, leading to felony charges. However, Grosskreutz was not allegedly at that scene. So. One other thing to keep in mind here, had the Daily Caller and the Washington Examiner videographers not been on scene to capture the footage, imagine what our media would be doing right now with this case. Now, as Stephen Miller says, uh, ask why those guys haven't been invited to come on network media shows and talk about it.